Now, Pastor Ryan is supposed to come up right now and introduce me. I'm just some bloke that walked off the street this morning, and uh, it's, that's really not true. But uh, I have the privilege of, seeing, of overseeing a bunch of churches, and Radiant Life happens to be one of them. Um, but can I just say a couple of things to you as we get started here this morning, and that is, is that you have one of the most amazing senior pastors in all the country, in Pastor Ryan um, and in Katie. Um, I'm a significant fan of his. I love him as if he was a brother. I'm so stinking proud of him. And uh, I haven't had the privilege of being here. Last time I, was, um, I drove by, um, was, there was still a bunch of construction outside. And so when I, when I uh, drove into the campus this morning, like, I, like my breath was taken away. Like, um, this is beautiful. And then when you walk into this place, this is beautiful. And so some of you in this room have given significantly financially to make this happen. And I just want to say, hey, the lights came on. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for what you did to make this place awesome. Because this really, really is. And here's what I think. I think Sturgis, Michigan is only beginning to see all the Holy Spirit wants to pour out in this place and all that God wants to do in this place. I really believe that with all my heart. So... Um, yeah, it is a privilege for me to be with you. So um, you don't need it, and we just prayed, uh, but I need it. So can I pray really quickly, and then we'll get into what I think Holy Spirit wants to say in the next few minutes. Can we do that? God, I don't need to tell you this, but <laughs> I'm 54 years old, and I've never been forsaken by you. Not for a minute. And I'm so thankful for that. And I just pray that somehow through the feebleness of my mouth, that you would allow the all-powerful words of Almighty God to come and do what only you can do in the next few minutes, I pray. Speak to us life that comes from your word. Let people totally forget me. Let them not forget your word and your truth, I pray in Christ's name. And everybody said, Amen. we have a really cool bumper video, but we're going to actually save that so that it can, you can see it next week with Pastor Ryan so it all feel fresh and new. And if you're, if you're joining us online, again, thank you for joining us online. It's great to have you in that setting, in that space. And we just really pray that Holy Spirit will come through uh, whatever medium that you're using to watch this and, and be meaningful to you. Uh, so here, I, can you just think of something for a minute that you love to do? I don't care what it is, but just something that breathes life into your heart and spirit. If, I married way over my head. And if you were to ask uh, my awesome wife, whose name is Mary, uh, what that would be. She would say hanging out in a coffee shop with a friend. Like she could do that for forever. Uh, I don't know if it still exists, but there used to be about a year ago, a coffee shop that's like right down the road from here. And I've been there a few times. And uh, that my, my, you would find my wife there five days a week uh, if she could. Uh, that would be her thing. Now, if you ask my daughter, Julia, she would immediately go to horses and dogs. Like if you just ask her, Julia, what do you love? And she would immediately say, horses and dogs. If you ask my other daughter, Natalia, she would tell you, ah, journaling, like I like to draw, I like to write. Uh, she has her own blog at 16 years old, that's kind of her deal, uh, and roller coasters. Anything that I think will make my dad throw up, I love. <laughs> uh, that's her, right? And now, for me, it's acceleration. It's not about going 120 miles an hour, it's about going from zero to 60 or 70 or 80 right now. Like, I love that. Okay, I love that feel. And so I have a dear friend 
uh, whose name is Dave. Matter of fact, Dave and I spoke here about 18 months or so, a couple years ago. And uh, for the last 20 years, Dave has always thrown his, thrown his car keys to me and just said, go have fun. And being the nice friend that I am, I obey him. And uh, I go have fun. And uh, that's actually, uh, yeah, that, that's actually one of his cars. And, um, and so anyways, I, I, I get in. Now, again, it's not about going zero to 120 and staying there. It's just about going from zero to 80 right now. Now, that may not be your deal, but let's say for just a second that it was. Okay, let's say acceleration was your deal. Imagine getting into that car and wanting to have some fun with it, okay? And you get in it, but uh, all of a sudden, you, when you turn on the car, you see that the low fuel light is on, okay? And here's the problem. Because it's not your car, you don't know how long that low fuel light has been on, right? So you get in the car, you start going down the road, you press on the accelerator, and you go for about a second and a half, and you're up to 30 right now, but then all of a sudden, bleh, whole thing dies on you, okay? And you're stuck on the side of the road, right? Now, by the way, it doesn't matter. If you're a Tesla lover, uh, you, you got to make sure the batteries are full too, okay? So don't just look at us gas-powered people and think we're nuts, okay? Same is true for you Tesla people, okay? But here's the thing. Here's what's sad about that car. What's sad is, is that and about your experience in it. It was made to do the very thing. It was engineered to do the very thing that you wanted to do. Mechanically, it can do the very thing you want to do. It, the only problem is, is that it has no what? Fuel. Has no gas. Now here's the thing. You were made to run. God designed you to run. And to run in ways and places that would blow your ever-living mind, the things that God wants to do through you. No eye has seen, no ears heard all the things that God wants to do through an individual who will just be fully committed and dedicated to him and just run. But the problem is, is that all too often things get in our way because we haven't tapped in to the fuel of our own lives. See, just as we have to go to a gas station or hook up our cars every once in a while to a battery source, we have this source of power that's been made available to you and to me, and it's called Holy Spirit. And God wants us to tap into that power source. See, here's what happens. Um, if, if we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, which God is desperately hoping that we will, he sent his son Jesus to come and die for us. And once we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, then we are instantly forgiven. He forgives us in that moment. He gives us some things. And the first thing he gives us is forgiveness. And the second thing that he gives us is that we are made right with him. We're made right with him. So he forgives us, then he makes us right. So he sees us as if we've never sinned. I wonder if that would work in some marriage fight sometime. I, I wonder if I could turn to my wife Mary and say, well, I want you to know that God says that I've never sinned. <laughs> I wonder how that would go, you know? <laughs> okay? But, but the Bible says that you are justified, which is just a theological term for saying that he, he sees you just as if you had never sinned. But then... Not only has he forgiven you, not only has he made you right with himself and, and, and pure in his eyes, but then, then he gives you this gift called Holy Spirit. Okay? Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break for just a second. Uh, we're six weeks away from Christmas. 
How many of you have ever opened up a Christmas present and wondered, and, and it's really awkward if the person's in the room, wondered what in the world was the person thinking when they bought you this? Yeah. That ever happened to anybody? Okay, okay. Uh, all the women are raising their hands, okay? <laughs> what were they thinking, okay? Okay, now, here's the deal. I think that's the way that some of us feel about Holy Spirit. Because God's given us this incredible gift, but quite frankly, we don't know how to tap into it. Now, let me help, I hope help here to say, you know, the first followers of Jesus Christ, the disciples, uh, they got to see Jesus do some amazing things. He works amazing miracles. He would walk up to a blind guy and he would heal his blindness and he could see. One time a paralyzed man was dropped through a roof and Jesus healed that paralyzed man and he walked out of the room. One guy uh, had this disease called leprosy and Jesus walked up to him and touched him and, and the skin disease called leprosy was gone. My personal favorite is when Jesus walks up to a funeral procession of this dear woman who's already lost her son and, excuse me, already lost her husband, so she's a widow, and now her son has died, which there's a lot to be said about there we don't have time to get into, and that is now she has no one to take care of her. Her husband's gone, her son is now gone, she's walking out with her son's casket out of the town. They're going to go bury him six feet under. And so she's walking out of town with this kind of processional. Jesus is walking into town. Jesus sees her, knows everything that's going on. And he just walks up to the casket and says to the, to the young man in the casket, wake up. And the guy comes back to life. I, just, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when that thing happened, right? But that's an incredible miracle. Okay. So the disciples got to see all those kinds of things. They got to see him turn water into wine. They got to see him do all these things. And then they saw him crucified. And he was dead. He wasn't mostly dead, according to Princess Bride. He was all dead. All gone. Okay? And, and, and then three days later, they saw him come back to life. Fully resurrected. Fully alive. Touchable. You could touch him. He was fully alive. And they were thinking, well, this is a cool gig now. Like, you were, we saw you killed, and now you're raised back to life. Hey, we want you to stick around. Like, Jesus, we want you to stick around. But Jesus makes this very interesting statement here on the screen. He says, it's actually for your good that I'm going to go away back to the Father. Because unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So wait, wait, wait. Jesus, you're, you, just got, you just came back from life. Like, this is the opportunity, or from death. You're alive now. This is the opportunity to make a big splash, and you're going away? Yep, I'm going away. And then Jesus made it really, really clear in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Guys, gals, the reason I'm going away is because you will receive, what does he say? Great. Five of you can read. That is so awesome. So <laughs> proud of you. Can we, talk about the, uh, can we talk about the educational system here in Sturgis? Okay. Uh, you will receive what? Power. Great. Some of you, uh, now, I don't, think, I don't think you're quite accelerated enough here. So um, uh, keep drinking the coffee, keep drinking, the, keep down to the caffeine. Let's try it one last time. You will receive what? Power. Power. Thank you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Okay. Now, 90% of the Christ followers I know are living life without the power of Holy Spirit being fully actualized in their life. 
And the reason that Pastor Ryan has decided and discerned to launch this series called Holy Spirit is because he desperately wants us to tap into his power. Tap into the power of Holy Spirit filling our lives. And so anything that I say today that is not right, don't worry, Pastor Ryan will get it right next week. It's not a problem. <laughs> but let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever gotten into a car with the low fuel light on? Right? Maybe, you know, it's Thursday, and, and on Tuesday the little light came on. But you're just pushing it just to see how far you can go. Okay? And now, okay, when that happens, do you, do you notice how your driving changes? Like, am I the only one? But like, you want to get the most miles per gallon out of that little bit of drop that's left in your tank as you can, right? So maybe you turn the air conditioning off. Maybe, maybe you're just very gentle. I'm going to try and make sure I get this thing to the gas station, right? Isn't that true? Okay. That's how so many people live their entire lives. They're, they're not living up to the full potential that Holy Spirit has for them to live in their life. And the reason that Pastor Ryan is doing this series is because he, he desperately wants, and the staff desperately wants you to live, and most importantly, Heavenly Father wants you to live with Holy Spirit power working in and through your life. But here's what happens. Here's what happens. Every single time, <laughs> every single time someone gets up on stage and they say the word Holy Spirit, and they really start talking about Holy Spirit? Do you know what happens with people that are sitting down like this? Sorry, people on, 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 uh, online. Uh, I'll get back up on stage in just a second. But you know what? Do you know what happens? You sit here and, and, and inside, you start freaking out. Uh-oh, they're talking about Holy Spirit. Next thing that's going to happen is people are going to start talking in weird languages. Uh, people are going to start being weird, weird things. People are going to start throwing flags around. Like they're going to run around with, I don't, I don't want to go to a flag parade. It's not why I came to church. And so what happens is, because here, see, what happens is, is that normal everyday people have seen weird things happen. And when they watched weird things happen, people would say, oh, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And so normal everyday people would say, well, I want God, but I, uh, that's weird. I don't want that. And so what they do is they just kind of stay on this side of the continuum away. That's why I absolutely love what author and teacher Christine Kane said exactly about this. I just love what she said. She said, Holy Spirit isn't weird. People are weird. Can I get an amen to that? <laughs> Holy Spirit is weird, but people are weird. And sometimes weird people represent Holy Spirit in weird ways. They end up causing otherwise normal, honest, and fervent Christ followers from being open to the non-weird work of Holy Spirit. Don't miss out on what God wants to do in your life because some weird people did weird things at some point in your past. Don't miss out. Okay, can I just now? I'm going to do a really quick thing and I'll go right back there. How many of you got to church this morning in a car? Like maybe you drove it, maybe someone else drove it, but you got here in a car, okay? Now, you know it's a lot more dangerous to get places in a car than it is to get places in a plane. But you came here in a car. So you trusted the car. Now, most of the time people get in my car, it immediately induces prayer in their life because of the way that I drive. <laughs> right? I actually help people's spiritual life every time they get in my car. 
Jesus, help him, please. Okay? I've thought about getting t-shirts that say, I survived a ride in Chris Conrad's car. Okay? But you, you, you got here in a car because you trusted the car. Right? You probably will know someone in your, in your life throughout the entire, you'll know someone who unfortunately and very tragically died in a car accident. But you'll still get in a car. Don't miss out on the power of the Holy Spirit just because something weird happened at some point in your past that you didn't explain. By the way, first day of the Holy Spirit, this is not part of my message at all, and I don't really have time to talk about it, but when Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then in Acts chapter 2 of the New Testament of the Bible, the very next chapter, the Holy Spirit came. And what happened is, is people started talking in different languages, and do you know what happened there? People in the some people in the community didn't understand what was going on, and they assumed that someone was that 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 these disciples who were speaking in these other languages were drunk. Like the people in Jerusalem, where this actually happened, they thought that the disciples were weird, and they didn't want anything to do. Like, what are you? Are you guys drinking? Like, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Like, what's your deal? And it took a leader by the name of Peter, to stand up and say, nothing weird is happening here. Let me explain to you what is happening. And I know that you have a spirit-anointed leader in Pastor Ryan who will always stand up whenever that is necessary and help give understanding to what is happening in that moment. So don't run from Holy Spirit. Run to everything that he has for you. Run for everything that he has for you. Don't run from your car. Just get in your car and drive it normally. So here we go. Chris, why would I want to learn more about the Holy Spirit? Let me give you just a couple of reasons. Number one, because the Holy Spirit is God. He's chosen to show himself to us in three different ways, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and, and obviously, Holy Spirit's been with us from the very beginning, uh, scripture tells us that he was hovering over the surface of the deep. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And this is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. So from the very beginning of the Bible, the Holy Spirit's been around. Now, I, I told you that I married way over my head, and I showed you a, a picture of one daughter and then the second daughter. So here's my family. It was taken about 10 days ago, uh, two weeks ago, something like that. So um, that's uh, my, my much better half, Mary and I. And let me, let me just ask you a question. If you came over to our house for lunch today, and you were nice to me, and you were nice to Mary, and you were nice to one of my daughters, but you shunned the other daughter? Like you wouldn't even look at her? Like you kind of went like this? I, I can tell you, uh, you would be shown the door to leave. Like, because you're not going to treat one of my daughters like that. Okay. How do you think the Father feels when we want nothing to do with a part of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit? We're missing out. So, again, part of the reason why we need to learn about Holy Spirit is because he's part of the Trinity. He is God. That's who he is. And the Holy Spirit is, is, is a part of the Trinity, as they all are, as all three of them are, who's worth getting to know. He's worth getting to know. There's a, uh, a great book out called A Holy Spirit Introduction, written by a guy named John Bevere. And John wrote this. It's going to be up on the screen. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is dry, monotonous, and mundane. Stop. How many of you know at least one Christ follower that could be described really well like that? 
dry, monotonous, and mundane. I'm not trying to be mean. Not trying to be mean. But we miss out. Without the Holy Spirit, our labor is draining and wearisome. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no fellowship with God. We don't actually connect with God like he wants us to. Remove the Holy Spirit from a church, and one or two things will happen. It, it either becomes a social club or it becomes a religious institution. The Holy Spirit is our guide, our counselor, our protector, and coach. We need him actively involved in our everyday life. He's amazing, and we don't want to miss out on all that he has for us. So the first reason that we want to learn more about Holy Spirit is because he is God, and we want to learn more about him. Next, and I'm just going to give you some now some attributes of this aspect of the Trinity called Holy Spirit. And by the way, some of you say, why do you keep calling him Holy Spirit instead of the Holy Spirit? Why is that? You're kind of sounding weird to me. I know some of you are just thinking that. Well, can I say, um, I, I wouldn't introduce you and say, hi, this is my wife, the Mary. <laughs> oh, you haven't met Pastor Ryan's wife? Oh, this is the Katie. I, I wouldn't do that. Okay? Now, I understand that sometimes in Scripture, he's called the Holy Spirit. I get that. But there are also times when the definite article is not there. Now, we've inserted it just because we've gotten so used to it. But the reason I don't use it is because I want to continue to remind myself that he's a person. A person that I want to be connected with. A person whose power I want to tap into for everything that he has for my life. Not for weird things. Not for weird gymnastics things. What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about everybody speaking in tongues. I'm not talking about everybody having a prayer language. I'm not talking about everybody being slain in the Spirit. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit coming and helping us in the very real, practical, pragmatic areas of our life. It's God's power being infused in our life for everyday living. That's why you want to connect with the Holy Spirit. That's why you want to because otherwise, your life can, as a Christ follower can be dry and mundane and powerless. And that's not what you were designed to do. You were designed to, f to fully run. You were designed to be that Mercedes Benz that goes from right now to right now really quickly. You were designed that, like, like that by God. And that's why I want you to be tapped in. So what are some attributes of the Holy Spirit? Number one, he guides us into all truth. He guides us into all truth. How many of you have had to make a decision in the last 10 months? Just one decision in the last 10 months? Okay, the rest of you are lying and you're in church. I'm just saying. <laughs> saying. Okay, some of those decisions have been arduous. Some of those decisions have been very, very difficult. Holy Spirit is the one who Jesus said in John 16, 13, would guide us into all truth. We want that truth. We want to know which direction we should go in. And Jesus said it's the Holy Spirit that's going to guide you in the directions that you should go in. Next, he reminds us, the Holy Spirit next reminds us of how special we are to the Father. Man, I wish I had another hour just to talk about this. Because Heavenly Father just loves you. He just loves you. And Holy Spirit continually reminds us of that. See, the world wants to tell you where your worth comes from. One of the things that I think, one of the things that I pray for my daughter, my 16 and my 15-year-old daughter every day is, God, would you help remind them that their worth does not come from how the world would want to tell them their worth comes from? 
Because the world wants to tell them that their worth comes from the jeans that they wear. The world wants to tell them that their worth comes from how they look on the outside. The world wants to tell them uh, that their worth comes from how many followers they have on TikTok or Instagram. The world wants to tell them that their worth comes from their, uh, how many invites they get to how many parties. The world wants to tell them all that. And God says, no, 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 no. Your worth comes from the fact that you are a favored daughter of the Most High God. That's where your worth comes from. As a grown man, the world wants to tell me that my worth comes from how much money I make, how much, how much I can produce in any 24-hour period, you know, what kind of house I live in, what kind of cars I drive, all that kind of stuff. That's where the, the world wants to tell me that's where my worth comes from. But the Holy Spirit continually reminds me, can I tell you, Chris? He says to me, your worth comes from the fact that you're a favorite son of the Most High God. I wonder, I wonder how many marriages would be saved if men and women would just fully remember who they really are, that they are favorite sons and favorite daughters of the Most High God. I wonder if every day, if you woke up and just reminded yourself, I'm a, not in an egotistical way, just in a thankful way, I'm a favorite son of the Most High God. That's who I am. I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up every once in a while. Sometimes I'm going to mess up royally. But that doesn't change it. Can I just tell you, you know what, this is not, you know this. If Natalia or Julia, my two daughters, if they mess up, does that mean I stop loving them? No. Of course not. Your Heavenly Father still loves you. And the Holy Spirit is the one that whispers into your heart continually, you're a favorite daughter of mine. You're a favorite son of mine. Let him do that. Romans chapter 8 talks about that in a super, super beautiful way. I just love it. The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and daughtership. And by him we cry, Abba, or Daddy, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. That's who we are. Third, he's the one who guides us into abundant life and peace. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. So then in Romans chapter 8, this guy by the name of Paul writes, and he says, letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. See, life in all its fullness will only come to us if we are fully surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's only about 100,000 examples I could give you of that. Let me give you one, okay? Let me give you one. I talked earlier about this uh, author and speaker by the name of Christine Kane. Who, uh, who said that, you know, the Holy Spirit isn't weird, that people are weird, and that people do weird things in the name of the Holy Spirit, right? Well, um, Christine Kane was walking through an airport one day, and I, I, I think she was in Belgium, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I, I know one of her books she tells about which airport it is. I can't actually remember. It's Frankfurt. I can't remember. Anyway, she's walking through an airport, and she sees a picture um, that has to do with human trafficking. And the um, Holy Spirit says to her, uh, I want to use you to stop that. And Christine thinks to herself, who in the world am I? Like, I'm just one woman. Like, what in the world can I do about that? But Holy Spirit kept saying to her, I want to do something through you. I want to do something through you. I want to do something through you. So she ended up starting what is now called the A21 campaign. And now literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of young girls have been, 
have been taken out of the sexual slave trade and have been taken out of human trafficking because of the A21 organization that Christine started. My own 15-year-old daughter gives 40 bucks of her own money every month to the A21 campaign because she heard Christine speak at an event and she just says, I want to give to that. And so I, here's the deal. Why do I tell you that story? Because you know what? God has placed in your heart. Now, they may not be things that, will, that other people in other countries will hear about, but God has placed dreams and God has placed a vision and God has placed desires in your heart and in your spirit. And he wants to do amazing things in and through. He wants to start a Bible study on your football team. He wants to start a Bible study at your work. He wants to do amazing things in you and through you. And it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit who does that in and through you. And don't you dare shut those things down. Don't you dare say, well, I could never do that. Because you have to understand, you have the power of Almighty God working in you. That's who it is. The same God that created, again, as I said in my prayer, the Himalaya Mountains and never broke a sweat doing it. That same God and his power is available in you. So don't you dare limit what God can do through you. I told you one of the last times I was here that I was in speech therapy for the first six years of my life. I couldn't talk. Some of you might think I still can't. (laughs) I say... You know what? I think the whole thing is laughable. I think God said, yeah, no, he can't talk until he's fully surrendered to me. But if he fully surrenders to me, then watch out and watch what I'll do. If he did that in my life, what in the world can he do through you? <laughs> By the way, so my eldest brother is a pilot for Southwest Airlines. My next eldest brother is literally a rocket scientist in missile defense. The gene pool just kept getting smaller and smaller as it went down to me. Okay? When the, Bi- when the Bible says, I am the least of my brethren, yeah, I, I get it. Yep. 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 I, I, I just got to, I look in the mirror, I got a gap in my teeth the size of the state of Massachusetts. I, I am, I, 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 here's the thing, I am nothing to look at and nothing to be impressed by. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he does his work. I'm nothing special, folks. I'm nothing special. But the Holy Spirit chooses to use people that just say, I'm willing. I'm willing. Do what you want to do. Now, can we put, can you, can we put Christine Kane's picture back up for just a second? Because she really is a dynamic, I've never met her. Uh, my wife has, but I've, ne- I've never met her. She's, but she's a, a great woman of God. And, and this is, I, I mean, this is nothing private. She's been very public about this. You know, she was sexually abused nearly daily in her life till she was 17. Don't you dare allow the enemy to tell you you can't do something because you're damaged goods. Oh, yeah, Chris. Well, if you knew my past, then you'd know that, man, there's nothing. I, uh, really? There's nothing that the Holy Spirit can't do. He can bring healing. He can bring wholeness in a very different way. But, you know, I guess kind of the same thing. I, I used to be 110 pounds overweight. And uh, we, got a, we got a picture of that. And, and, and I, I, food was my God. 
Food was my God. And I literally said one day to Holy Spirit, I am powerless to change this. If you will come in, I want you to begin to change this in my life. And I, I haven't had surgery. He just helped. That's the power of Holy Spirit. Hey, right now, <laughs> to get really practical and pragmatic with you right now, uh, I have this really bad habit of interrupting people. Like, really, I do. And so I have this guy in my life who is my spiritual director. He's just a friend, and we get together once a month, and we talk. And this literally happened this week. Like, today's Sunday, right? So last, this Wednesday, so like four days ago, he says this to me. He says, why do you think you went, because I said to him, I just, I'm feeling this prompting of Holy Spirit that, that I'm interrupting. And he said, well, why do you think you're interrupting people? He said, what do you think the root of that is? And I was kind of silent, and he said, uh, could it be pride? Could it be because you think you always have the most important thing to say? Ooh, crap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you, I'm st I, you, you know what I'm doing right now? I, I told the staff the other day, I had the privilege of hanging out with the Radiant Life staff the other day. I told them that uh, I'm now carrying around $1 and $5 bills. Do you know why? Because I've now decided that every time I interrupt someone, I'm going to give them a dollar bill. And if I do it twice in the same conversation, I'm giving them a $5 bill. Now, I have a 20 here. I don't know what that's for, but that could get really... <laughs> it gets starting to But you know what I'm doing? I literally, I, I'm just asking, Holy Spirit, I need you to change me from the inside out. I got pride. Okay. Maybe, maybe you've got an anger issue. Maybe you've got a porn issue. Maybe you've got an inferiority complex. Maybe you've got a forgiveness issue and you haven't let someone go. You haven't forgiven them. Maybe you're thinking way too low of yourself than you should. Maybe you think, you know, you come into a setting like this and you start believing, well, maybe God could do something really cool, but then it hits this lid. And maybe, maybe God wants to take that lid completely off of you and say, do you know what I want to do through your life? You were made to run. I created you to run. And I want to take all those binders and that stuff off. So, worship team, would you come? Um, you know, there's um, this great movie that came out years ago called Braveheart. And uh, towards the end of that movie, you know, if, I actually can't remember if it's towards the end or, you know, obviously, but getting towards the end of the movie, there's this famous speech that he gives, if you remember. And he says, yeah, they may take our lives, but they will never take our what? Freedom. Freedom. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you're bound to. I don't know what you've been bound to in the past. Maybe like Christine Kane, you were sexually abused and you've never actually gotten free of that. In other words, it still impacts your mind and your spirit and your heart. Maybe you had a father that never knew how to encourage you. Maybe you had a parent that abused you or just never knew how to encourage you. Maybe you've had mindsets or patterns in your life that have just kept you from all that God had for you. And, and Holy Spirit is just here this morning and he just wants to say, I want to I break you free of all the stuff that's impacted you. And I'm all-powerful. 
And so I'm going to ask the, uh, the worship team to sing the first part of this song. It's written by a guy by the name of Cody Carnes. And I happen to be in the room the night that, th that he introduced this song to the world. And we're going to sing this song. And then I'm going to come up. And I'm going to tell you in advance what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask our worship team to come up. And if you're online, I want to encourage you. And Pastor Ryan will encourage you even better in a few minutes. But there are people that want to help you as well. But here's what, I, here's what I long for for you. My sense is, is that Holy Spirit's been speaking to your heart about something. Maybe it's something that's limited. Maybe it's something you've been chained to. Maybe a mindset or heart. Maybe it's something like an addiction. Again, it could be anger or it could be food like it was for me. Or it could be something else. And you say, I want to leave here free of that. I want to leave here free of that. And I just want someone to pray with me that I'll be free of that. Now, I've been married for 30 years. We just celebrated our 30th anniversary like two weeks, two and a half weeks ago. And you know what we said on our 30th anniversary? We looked at each other and said, and I'm not making this up. We looked at each other and said, we're sick and tired of being independent contractors. What does it look like to actually do life hand to hand? See, my wife is incredibly strong-willed and I'm pretty strong-willed myself. And we've just begun, and my marriage the last, well, the last few years has been awesome, but the last two weeks, this is going to yet a whole nother level as we're just learning how to be hand in hand. Maybe, maybe you've been married for 20 years and you just say, I think there's something more. And we want the power of Holy Spirit to ignite something in us so that there's something more. Maybe I want to make a difference on my high school campus. Maybe I want to make a difference at work. And I just want Holy Spirit to infill me to make that difference. And I just want someone to pray for me that I actually would be filled with Holy Spirit. Because by the way, the Bible says in Ephesians, keep on being filled with Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time and done deal. He wants to keep filling you to do the things that he has for you. But I just don't want you to leave here if Holy Spirit's putting something on your mind and something's rising up inside of you. Don't leave here with that just dying. Let, let someone pray for you and breathe life and prayer and faith into you. So would you stand? We're going to sing this song. And in the midst of it, I'm going to come up and pray. And the, the prayer team is going to come up. We just want to pray for you. Can we do that? Let's sing it.